Charlie XCX's new album is so good. Mm, okay. Like every song is a banger. Just thought everyone should know. Mm. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I think it's called Crash. Okay, and how would you explain Charlie XCX to those who have no idea who that is? I know who it is, just to be clear. Um, but I do. I have lived with a gay male for three <laughs> years now, so I obviously know who Charlie XCX is. She's just like a bit of a pop culture icon. Mm, she just she, she just makes she makes gay pop. Like, mm-hmm. specifically for gay men and convinced. I would say that's true. And, uh, and that's that. That's that. Okay, so that's all you need to know. That's all everyone needs to know. So if you're a gay male out there listening to this, or even if you're not, and you like gay male-inspired <laughs> pop new music. new album is really good. So, yeah, we're, um, we're, we're back at you live from the Cloud office. Cloud Studios from office. From the Cloud Nine Studios office. The vibes in here are immaculate. Maybe a little chaotic right now because I have paperwork and shit everywhere because it's like... Just doing a lot of stupid financial end of month mm. and then taxes and crap. We're actually going to talk about being self-employed today, but specifically oh. being gay and self-employed. Oh, okay, but me. And specifically being gay with ADHD and being self-employed. Okay, but I'm diagnosed, believe me. So before we even open up those articles, do you... Uh, first of all, that's very specific. Do you identify as a gay person with ADHD running your own business? I have not been clinically diagnosed, <laughs> so I feel as though I'm very apprehensive to say that I have ADHD mm. when I have not been clinically diagnosed. I see. However... Um, it, it rings true. I have a lot of rings tendencies true. that seem to fit the bill of someone mm-hmm. who is typically diagnosed with... ADHD. You and know, it you... has really gained a lot of like focus and um, I don't want to say popularity. That's not the right word, but like con- it's kind of surfaced to the consciousness level. Yes. Um, whereas before it was like something that wasn't talked about. Well, at I all. saw in the criteria in one of the articles I read that 10 million Americans have ADHD. 10 it, million. Yeah. But I think that points more to like a culture issue that yeah. we, this is like a, our human brains weren't meant to be so focused all the time on like computer work so exactly yeah then there's the argument like does it exist or is it just us trying to force a brain that wasn't meant to do things into doing things i I love that idea um i know a few of my friends who have been diagnosed by professionals and their traits or their their i don't want to say side effects i guess i'm not my I don't know, the way I'm communicating. The way their ADHD expresses itself. Yeah, is a little different than me, so... I don't know. And you were diagnosed with ADHD when you were a child. Mm Mm-hmm, and then re-diagnosed over and over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) I kept getting older. I love that for you. But I'm... Um, I'm unmedicated with no psychiatric help or therapeutic help at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. Just roaming the land with three brain cells. Yeah, I, uh... I literally walked into the dining room today and Skylar had, and Skylar's not like, it's not like he's lazy or he's messy. Like it's not, this isn't like a, oh, I just don't want to clean up after myself. (laughs) Skylar is very conscious of like keeping his areas clean and stuff for the most part. You walk into his room and that's a different story, but like common areas, he's pretty courteous and stuff about. So, but I walked over and he had made himself a cup of tea. And we have like a little door underneath where we have the tea station and there's like a, 
a little tub of all of our teas. He had opened the door, pulled it halfway out, pulled the tea box out and put it on our buffet, pulled the tea bag out, made his tea, and then just walked away. That's what gay DHD and does. I feel like that is such a mood. Okay? That is such a mood. And it wasn't him just being like, oh, I don't... like Because if you would have thought about it, you would have been like, let me put that away. I know that it was literally you had a different thought and needed to immediately <laughs> and go ran away. It. Like, you're just like, mm, not now. Uh, so, first, I think we should talk about being gay and being self-employed. Okay. And this one comes from a study from McGill University by Sean Waite and Nicole Denier. Denier. I had the... This is totally outing me. I'm sorry. Okay, well, that name just, like, sent me. There oh my was God, a, you know her? At, not this girl specifically. But there was a girl that I went to, I think maybe just elementary school with. She was blonde. She was so cute. She looked like one of the Olsen twins. Mm -hmm. If anybody who ever knows her or her listens to this podcast, I'm telling you that I had the biggest crush on her, <laughs> Denier. And she... Oh, it's a nice last name. Girls. Ooh. I would go so much All further in my life like if I was Skyler Denier. All the guys, I feel like, had a crush on her. And it was just me, like, little closeted, <laughs> standing in elementary school, like, staring at Denier. Like, I need a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. She just, oh, she was so cute. I I love that. She And then she got her hair cut, like, shoulder length, just like them, and it, like, flipped out a little bit at the ends. Wait a minute, actually. <laughs> hold on, wait. I'm just spiraling right now. I wanted a haircut. I think maybe I've talked about this. I Did you want like a pixie in. cut like that? It's the only time I've ever had short, short hair. And then this is what made me always want long hair after this. Because I went in and my dad was not wanting me to cut my hair. He wanted me to be his little... Princess. Italian princess with long hair. You know, whatever. My mom was like, whatever, you do whatever you want. So she took me to the hair salon and I said, I want like this with the layers so I can flip my hair out. Like the Olsen like twins. Like the Olsen twins. Like everybody did. <laughs> this bitch gave me a haircut where no. the layers didn't flip inwards or out like outwards. They flipped inwards. I literally so it had like, like a an orange helmet. Peel? Like I had an... like a helmet. You know those pictures of cats with orange peels on them? I had glasses. I had transitional Tigger purple glasses that never transitioned back into regular glasses. I feel like they transitioned into sunglasses once and they never, ever, ever went back. So well, I just, just was always everywhere. walking around like fucking Ray Charles. Like, <laughs> With just sunglasses? Like, tigger, like, icons on the side. And then I had fucking braces. It wasn't... I should try and find the picture. It was a nightmare. But anyways, that just spiraled me. Denier, that name, mm -hmm. is so sexy to me. I'm gonna name my One time, animal, that reminds me of a story when my, in my sweater vest era. Yeah. Where I only wore sweater vests with button ups and khaki pants. Okay. My mom gave me a buzz cut, and I looked like an egg wearing a sweater vest. And to this day, I feel like we're on the same page right now. Yeah, that's I feel like I feel. we're talking about the exact same thing. I'm so sorry. I, I'm not clicking. sorry to interrupt you, but like, you know, I had to go there when I realized. Um, you keep going. I'm going to see if I can find a... So let me go ahead and read everyone the abstract from this study about being self-employed and gay. <laughs> okay. This study presents novel evidence on the relationship between sexual orientation and self-employment. 
Using data from 2001, 2006, and 2011 in the Canadian National Household Survey, we explore the propensity for self-employment among uh, same and opposite sex couples. We examine the demographic, human capital, and family characteristics of coupled gay men and lesbians relative to their coupled heterosexual counterparts hmm. to offer potential mechanisms generating differences in rates of self-employment. Our analysis further considers occupational variability and the likelihood of self-employment, blah, 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 blah. We find that gay men are less likely and lesbians more likely than heterosexuals to be self-employed. Stop! <laughs> really? Yeah. However, there is significant variation across occupations. Gay men are more likely to be self-employed in the arts and culture. Love it. Sales and service in natural and applied science, but less likely to be self-employed in business, <laughs> finance, or health. Lesbians are more likely to be self-employed in health-related occupations, natural and applied sciences and, uh, sciences and arts and culture. Marriage and having children are significant predictors of self-employment for coupled heterosexual women, but not lesbians. So there's a Wait, bunch... Wait, that last part was kind of a big thing, and it was just yeah. one sentence. Marriage and having children are significant predictors of self-employment for coupled heterosexual women, but not lesbians. So Are they saying they're more likely, or they're going to get into that? So like, basically, more? if you're a lesbian, and you're married, and you have children, it's not a predictor for what type of self-employment you're going to have. But if you're a heterosexual woman who's married and has children, it's a huge predictor for what kind of employment you're going to have. Yeah, so you have a family vlogging... You have like a family vlogging social media thing where you do, you go to thrift shops and you show like what you buy and how you grind up your baby's food and make it yourself from like organic carrots. I thought that was interesting though that um, basically just like by meeting a few small criteria, like if you're a straight um, woman, stereotypes. If you're a straight woman with children, like they can basically predict what type of work you do if you are self-employed. Sorry. It says, although the literature establishes the role of sexual orientation in shaping labor market outcomes, we know very little about how sexual orientation influences the type of work individuals pursue. So yeah, that was the question. What, like, what kind? Um, with few exceptions, research finds that gay men earn less than heterosexual men in wage employment. Ew! Yes, I thought that was shock so shocking. So gross. I can't, I was not shocked to see this because gay men are you know like come on like let's let's all be real but i just thought it was a bit surprising because there is a stereotype that gay men are you know wealthier and more successful than heterosexual couples like you know you think of like the rich gay couple that lives somewhere in new york yeah, like yeah. everyone okay, has no, no, everyone no. has I had their to think about it for a second but then i i actually thought of like two different people right, right, right like away. we all know we all have a gay uncle in new york city who's rich well no but you don't? We know someone who Or we know someone who has a gay, gay uncle in New York City. Who's yeah, rich. yeah, yeah, yeah. However, audit studies also find that gay men are less likely to receive interview callbacks when sexual orientation is signaled on resumes. So we know that gay men earn less money and also could be because... Except if you work for the hardware store. Then, <laughs> then if you say, I am gay, they call you immediately. They call you immediately. So I thought that was interesting, though, that like even today, being gay... <laughs> Means you're less likely to get a callback. That laugh. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> <laughs> we deserve it. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> so, oh my god, are you still clicking? Because I can't. What? <laughs> it's bothering you. Yes. I'm literally. It's so crazy because I am. List. I'm actually. 
While you were clicking? While I was clicking and doing something else. It's okay. It was only ruining my life. (laughs) (laughs) So, everyone, in this context... (laughs) Sorry, the picture we landed on. I was trying to find an example of my haircut. This was after. This was like months after. It looks like your your lenses transitioned. (laughs) These are probably new. We'll see. We're we're in my grandma's house. This is a Hanson. Mm-hmm. The Hansons. Okay. <laughs> my brother is a whole. I'll have to post this picture on uh, the speaking of his Instagram. He's holding the VHS tape in his hand like he wants to show it off. Um, he's wearing a look at <laughs> my brother's haircut. And then I am wearing a Tweety Bird pink shirt, bubblegum pink. Some might call millennial pink. My cargo shorts. Cargo shorts with pockets. With pockets. <laughs> and uh, and I love. I have braces, glasses. These were after the Tigger ones. Yes. These were a big step in the development in the. In, Those are in, a big step. I would agree. Um. Okay, but anyways, sorry. I will. That's totally fine. I. <laughs> I just was trying to show a picture, but that's fine. So in this context, (sighs) self-employment serves as a protective strategy for those who experience taste-based discrimination by employers or customers in either the hiring process or during employment. Okay, so I I found out that in psychological research that there's something called taste-based discrimination. What? Basically where you just don't like gay people or something and that's called taste-based discrimination Like basically like you don't have a taste for gay people and I found that to be a big fucking mood I was gonna say okay, but like you You're a gay male and you just really don't have a taste for gay people So the argument has been used to explain also immigrants higher levels of self-employment that is labor market barriers and discrimination push immigrants into self-employment and there's that huge stereotype that people that immigrate to this country always run corner shops uh-huh. and it says that there is like psychological reasoning for that it's because they will not thrive in uh in situations like this especially where they experience quote-unquote taste-based discrimination yeah racism yeah. stuff like that it says the push is real to be self-employed because then you don't have to worry about yeah someone being fucking the worst yeah. i thought that was interesting i had never really considered that angle i think like that is really interesting and the taste-based thing is like kind of annoying like if you just say homophobic just say, just homophobic. say racist just say sexist i know i thought like, taste-based discrimination maybe it's like a really old term and just always been or around. they just really don't want the flagging of like race like they want it to yeah. be a little bit like more digestible like maybe it's like one of those hot topic words where people are reading an argument like a an article maybe they especially, want people to get through the article without clicking off and being like yeah especially you know. if someone doesn't identify with the word like homophobic because you mm-hmm. know some people are like i'm not homophobic i just don't agree with your lifestyle yeah and then i feel like this is a workaround for that okay fine you don't like gay people then you're not homophobic you just have taste-based like, discrimination or there's like yeah like there's like that thing where it's like i don't care what you do i just don't want to see it you know what I mean? Where it's like, we don't, I don't wish you ill. I don't wish harm on you. My, I just don't want it around me. I guess that would be... Taste-based again, discrimination. Again, I still feel like that's just fucking homophobic, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Maybe we're just too woke. Listen, 
People, a lot of people don't have a t taste for me, just as a person, <laughs> as a human. And that would be taste-based. Yeah, and I feel like I really get that. I understand. Wait, for some I reason, I just have a bullet point. Flavor. Wait, there's just a bullet point that says gay. <laughs> <laughs> you always trying to prep this in a fury. Oh, wait, it just got double spaced. It says gay men are also heavily concentrated in urban areas, which is so true. So true. They, you will, we, you guys love... You won't, you won't find me in the backwoods of Tennessee. No, y'all know that you, that's where that's where Lenny goes to, yes. you know? And obviously, I do have gay brethren in the backwoods of Tennessee. Maybe even a few listeners. Hello? Yeah, but they're obviously not there by choice. Yeah, I feel like a lot of gay people per would prefer to be... I just can't wait to get to the city and get out of this place. Like, that's <laughs> very, like... Town. Yeah, <laughs> just leave this town. I can see bigger and better things for me. So, also, gay people have historically like resided so in gay villages within these urban areas, okay. also known as gayborhoods. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that's God. an actual psychological term by in the, the gayborhood. Gay <laughs> we need to make something. It says, like although that. greater social acceptance has diffused gay men outside of gayborhoods and like mo in the modern world, this that? urban concentration may provide niche niche markets of like-minded gay men to sell their goods and services. So it says when you have concentrations of gay people, we're more likely to try and sell things to each other. bar that we went to when we were in New Orleans. How could I forget? <laughs> and like, so much trauma. There. <laughs> in like one night, three traumatic things happened to so me. So many traumatic things that happened. We went to this like bar. It's it was incredible. Okay, we're not mm. knocking the place. Like it just was it wasn't that. And it had us. a whole ass sex shop attached to the back. Literally. And George pretended to just, mm, like, cons you know, look around and George ponder doesn't the pretend. Things. He's a Scorpio. He's in there going, yeah, <laughs> is there a sex shop? Should we, like, just go check <laughs> it out or what? We went into two sex stores when we were down there. We did. But all of us. Yeah, we were just like, yeah. Let's, let's all just. <laughs> all of our friends were like, oh, we have that. We have, oh, that's cool. Look at that. We're just <laughs> in New Orleans, just. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the gay shop, the gay bar was mm. incredible. Disco ball, the whole thing. But it was That's very much like... That's an example of gay people selling each other stuff. Yeah, but it was like, oh, what else could we make this bar? We might as well also use that back room to sell butt plugs. And Why wouldn't we? And, and jockstraps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're missing a golden opportunity to... I agree. And that was considered a gayborhood. You could just tell yeah. that it was full well, of gay people. Yeah, there was... I mean, I feel like downtown New Orleans is very inclusive, but there was, like, I think a block or two where there was multiple gay establishments that were... And you could tell they went bars or, and... you know, a lot of flags and stuff in, in more concentrated areas. I feel, I, I feel safest in neighborhoods, but I feel like most people do. Yeah, even being, like, downtown New Orleans, when we don't you really feel know where safe we're in going, the we're like, listen, we're... We saw a flag, we're like, we're going there. We're going there. <laughs> we're going there. <laughs> We had two hetero males with us, too, and they were like, oh, yeah, obviously, this is the safest and most fun place to be, and they were totally fine with it. Okay, so remember when I lost my vaccine card? Yeah, I know. That was one the of the bar. traumatic events. And George and I had to go back and crawl on our hands and knees <laughs> at the gay okay, bar looking for my vaccine card. We should probably just tell the story. Okay, wait. No, because there's more to it. So when we were there, 
um, there's pool tables and the people playing pool. Apparently, they were, they were it was naked. like they were once a night. Strip pool. Yeah, strip pool where like I guess once a week or whatever, people start play like stripping down and literally within 20 minutes there was like naked six gay males wieners. that were in literal jock straps or speedos of some kind just playing pool and then like one of them came over and was like you guys want to play you don't have to strip it's fine and like we we're just like what is happening like what's like we thought that this was, was like, like obviously a biker play, bar for gays strip. we walk in and it looks like a biker bar for gays like everybody in there looks very much like Almost like rough and tough, yeah. like gay. If, if you're a gay man listening to this, you know the twinks show up at 10 p.m. That's when they start exactly. filing the, in. Yeah, and we got there at like 8.45. <laughs> so we had a full it's hour of us. feeling like the environment was one way. And then all of a sudden we blink around and we've got, you know, every twink in uh, New Orleans down there. But anyways, so the vibes were that. We ended up having fun, doing our thing, and then leaving and we get back to the Airbnb and Skylar's like, I can't find my vaccination card. And we're supposed to board a cruise ship. We cannot board it In without 12 it. Hours. it. Literally within 10 minutes, he's like, it's fine. I just won't go. It's all right. It's fine. I just won't go. And George was like, okay, first of all, fucking calm down. When's the last place you had it? You're like, I don't know. Did I even bring it? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I had it to get into the gay bar. And George is like, oh, motherfucker. All right, well, let's go walk. I'll take you. You're not walking by yourself. So, like, him and Skylar walk all the way back to this fucking gay bar and walk in after another, like, hour has gone oh, by of no. this strip poker. And I feel like we all were together with the ladies and everything. We all leave. Skylar and George come back alone. And I feel like everyone probably looked at you guys like, that's what I, that's thought. What I thought. Y'all are back and ready. And everyone. Ready for strip pool. Yeah. And so. <sighs> any more trauma that we want to talk about? I feel like that was a. We'll relive more as these stories unfold. All right. You just listen to this next part. Okay. Lesbians earn more than heterosexual women. Point blank. Fuck yeah. Just kidding. I was kind All of, women. I was surprised to see that. I'm surprised to see that. And actually, I, I take that back. Not fuck yeah. I wish that it was hetero males. <laughs> Lesbian women make more than hetero males. I, I want well, all you know, women every to make once the in a same. while, it's cool to win something, even if what you're winning is awful. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's true. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that's just... Why can't we just all make the same in the areas that we should be making? It says that, so when controlled, like when okay. they tear, when they take apart the reasons for this, it's just a different type of, it's, it is still statistical discrimination. And it says like heterosexual women are discriminated against because your boss thinks that you're more likely to get pregnant and get married and leave. Mm. It says lesbians do not offer that quote unquote same threat, mm -hmm. even though a lesbian person has the same capacity to get married and have a baby. Yeah. So basically it's just like these statistical discriminations that yeah. are really based in reality. That makes sense. And so lesbians as a whole earn more than heterosexual women. And I thought that was really interesting. So in other oh. words, employers make assumptions about the productivity of lesbians based on what they know about quote unquote all lesbians relative to women on average. <laughs> okay. Lesbians may be perceived as closer to the unencumbered male worker because they're less likely to be married and have children. Mm. Uh, that was not the reasoning that I was expecting. That was not the vibe that I was. But now that I've read on. it, it makes quote unquote total sense. But A that statistical sense. It makes. Logical like, sense? Not so much. No, it makes logical sense? No, but I can see after reading that 
how that how, is playing out in reality. Yeah. And I was thinking about myself also. Like, if I was hiring a lesbian woman or, like, a straight woman, yeah. what preconceived notions would I have? Like, would I ever... What prejudice or yeah. stereotypes would you not even like, would consciously... Like, les- would I see a lesbian woman as, like, willing to stay later... If I, oh. if I, you know, if I knew a straight woman was married with children, yeah. like, would I think the lesbian would be more likely to put in the work, you know, or yeah. something like that, yeah. even though that's there's yeah. no evidence to support any of that other than preconceived notions. Yeah. At the same time... Because in reality, you know, the lesbian can't wait to get out of there and go home and fuck her wife, and the mom really wants to stay at work as much as possible because <laughs> she can't their husband and go children. home to those screaming fucking hellions <laughs> for another minute. Work is all she has for herself. <laughs> at the same time, marriage and parenthood increase women's propensity for self-employment because it provides flexibility for women who must manage the dual responsibilities of work and family. And it says even in 2022... Women still bear the brunt of child rearing and child raising, even if they're just as employed as their male counterpart. Yeah. Which is, again, it makes sense. Because not that it makes sense, but I, like you I can see it, I know what you're right? Saying. Like, yes. doesn't everyone's mom feel more fucking involved than their dad? And that's just not every. Not every mom. But and dad I do duo. feel like maybe, majority of maybe the time. our generation. There's a lot more. It's this, yeah. It still yeah, was di- one way, and yeah. I feel like maybe the the newer generations it won't be that way. But yeah, the dads are doing a lot more. But it's still like, if you have a question or you need something, you go to mom first. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially for the families that I knew and like my friends. Like if something's happening, you call a mom. TikTok about a woman who was like. He'll never understand what it means when he... Like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck this up, but let me just try. Mm-hmm. It was something like, men won't ever understand or dads won't ever understand that it's so easy they can just leave and it's assumed that mom is gonna watch the baby. Whereas when mom leaves the house, she has to ask dad, like, can you watch the baby? And dads don't do that. Mm-hmm. Not all dads, but like I would yeah. say in ge- in general right now that it's more and like all the, I went to the comments and I was like, okay, what are other people saying about this? Are people upset about this? That like she's like being kind of sexist with it or whatever. And everyone's like, literally, my husband never ever asked me, can you watch the baby? If he needs to leave, he leaves. Where if I need to leave, I ask him if he can watch his child. And the you know the differences between you know psychologically mm. what that does to different parents, and also when kids get old enough to recognize that or sense that or even just witness that you know the mom asking the dad can you watch the child and the dad leaving and not asking you do kind of develop this like uneven support for which parent is more in charge. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it does kind of almost imply that the mothers. Are, have more authority or the ones in charge or doing more when the mothers typically have to ask, like, can you watch the child so I can yes. go and do X, Y, and Z, where the dads are like, I have this, I'm going to go. And the mom's like, okay, okay I guess. Yeah, let me fuck you. <laughs> How do you think about that? No? I think, is it kind of on mm. par with this or not really? That really made me think. I can't, I'm trying to think about, like, my own parents growing up. Well, neither of my parents ever left or had things to do, so that ever happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had like no friends or anything. Right. It was so sad. 
So sad. So I can't, I cannot recall a single time of my mom leaving and being like, will you watch the kids? Mm -hmm. I feel like if they were going to go somewhere, they just left and didn't communicate at all to each other. And then they would just, they would just go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But your birds aren't hinged. I know a couple of my friends who have children and that is the dynamic. And not every couple's that way. And it might if, not be conscious. If, yeah, exactly. And it's, I'm not saying that those parents are wrong or bad or the fathers are awful or whatever. Like, no, most parents don't realize they're doing that. And it's a lot of the times agreed upon unconsciously. And sometimes it's not. It was just, I've never thought about it in that context. You know what I mean? Where, you know, I have George's kids, my stepkids, but they were nine and 10 when I came into their lives. It wasn't the same vibe. And I'm not biologically their mother, so I didn't ever have that that scenario come up for me, even though I was a parental figure in their lives and still am. And now I'm watching, you know, my friends and stuff with their children, and not every relationship is like that, but it is Some interesting. I mean, to it's see. still a patriarchal society, exactly, and we're still operating within its confines, and sometimes it sneaks our way into our relationships. Uh-huh. So, yeah, what can you do? I guess. What can you do? It says, given that lesbians earn more than heterosexual women, have lower rates of marriage, and fewer children, there may be fewer incentives for lesbians to move into self-employment. However, lesbians do still earn less than heterosexual men, and the absence of male wage earners results in lower household incomes than heterosexual households. This may create more incentives for lesbians to invest in their professional developments, careers, and earn more. In this case, self-employment may appear as an attractive option for lesbians coping with lower household incomes. So it says, the, the incentive for a lesbian to start her own business is not the same incentive as for a gay man to start his own business, was what okay. this was pointing to. Yeah. Like a lesbian will start their own business to earn more money, mm-hmm. whereas gay men will start their own business so that they don't face that taste-based discrimination. Obviously, lesbians can face that, but... Uh, I the don't, motives are different the motives from are different. what they're saying the statistics are showing. Yes, and I don't know. I feel like, especially like when it comes to men, I feel like men are more likely to work with a lesbian yeah. than they are with another gay man, like on something Well, intimate. obviously, and we've talked about this before, too. It's like highly sexualized to be, mm. you know... A gay female. Like, let's say you were a super... A bi or a lesbian female mm-hmm. versus a bi or gay <laughs> man. Because I feel um, like if you're a super macho businessman and you were hiring a business consultant... Yeah. And you had to, like, work really closely with that person, would a straight man consciously choose a gay person? Right. Right? Well, so, like, I think... Maybe? It, obviously, people like George exist. It depends on where you are in the world and it depends on... I feel like... Stuff like that. If you ask George, he would pick... 10,000 of you to work for him versus one of the... One straight person? Fucking straight yeah, people that Yeah, because once the straights start realizing that gay people work hard... Yeah. And, you know, like, don't give a shit about anything... Yeah. I mean, they literally... We do. will take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... Uh, and I thought... Also, was, like, don't even get me started. This doesn't even point to- towards, like, non-binary or tra- transgenders... Like, this is just mm-hmm. strictly... This is just strictly really cisgendered like, gay men and yeah, gay women. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not even talking about that right now. That's probably a whole other thing. That's a whole other bag of beans. So, for example, gay men and lesbians are more highly educated than heterosexuals. Wait, you just wanted to get that out there and just be like, yeah. So it says Obviously, we're, smart. we're you, smarter than you. You and I are bad examples because I don't think either of us finished our degrees in college. <laughs> so. Or just 
know how to do basic education. The basic like, math basic is also things. a struggle. Yeah. Like, so, just regular Wait, remember struggles. how I could not calculate a year in weeks? Or that yeah, one time? Yeah, you still can't. I still it's can't. I got so confused. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, it says, weeks not only are, but I do like to, you know, promo my our fellow gay people that we are more likely to be educated than heterosexual people. Yeah. We're more likely to work in gender atypical occupations, and we're also willing to have a more egalitarian division of labor within our households. So, like, we won't... Gay people are less likely to have, like, those gender imbalances that we were talking about, like mom asking dad to, to watch the kids. Gay people are much less likely to have those labor divisions. Okay. They're more likely to split things right down the middle and have an understanding. Okay. So, differences in those characteristics affect the self-employment because when things are more egalitarian, both can, like, work together more... It, there's just all these weird intersecting reasons. It says because they're splitting the work, they're more likely to also be able to be self-employed. But also not. It was just like... That is meta. It, it's just meta. meta. It's meta. A little meta. <clears throat> I just did the math, just so you know. Yeah. 52 weeks in a year. 52 plus 52 plus 52 is 156. This week's episode is 155, which means... Next week? Next week is officially three fucking years. Three years. Three years of never missed... Three <laughs> years of having our podcast. So... That's a long time. Yes. We need to make sure that we're aware of that. Well, we've already got our fun next week's episode planned. Yeah. That I could be a fun be. three-year celebration, reflecting on three years of success. And what we've done and how it's changed and what we're looking forward to. And, and how the numbers are really stagnant. <laughs> <laughs> if you're here, you've been here the whole time. If you're here, you've been here no the whole time. No cover gone and we love every single one of you. But anyways, <laughs> continue. Because I was like, we have to be coming up on three years. What episode is this episode? And I just looked. What if yeah. we had just missed it and not even realized? That would be so classic us. Mm, so us. Okay. And continue. What? Sorry, I just got a text what? message that says, do you have thinning hair? <laughs> From who? A hair loss solution company. What were you Googling? What was I Googling? Why? Anyways, in 2015, it was found that sexual minority wage gaps vary significantly across 32 occupations, specifically in Canada. However, it said that Canada and the United States generally have very mirroring experiences for these types of situations. Blah, blah. Wait, which places? Um, 32 occupations in Canada were studied, and it was studying okay. sexual minority wage gaps in yep. those 32 occupations. Okay. High levels of education allow gay men to sort into highly paid occupations, but within these highly paid occupations, gay men have the largest wage disadvantage relative to heterosexual men. So, in general, gay okay. men make less than straight men. However, when it comes to having an advanced but degree... But they're smarter. <laughs> yeah, but they're smarter, obviously. But in highly technical fields, the wage gap is even higher. So, mm -hmm. like a gay man working like at a um, like a law firm oh, okay. is le is going to make a lot less money than a straight man in a law firm. I just don't get that. Why? Wouldn't you want a fabulous gay man representing you? Literally, on the stand? I don't want anyone else. <laughs> I guess other people don't. But it says the largest wage disadvantages were found in in those highly paid occupations. And I found that surprising because I figured that you would actually find that at the lower occupations, like somewhere like 
I don't know Walmart. Like a straight man would be paid more than a gay man for just no reason. Okay, yeah, because. But then I was thinking about it. Well, maybe not because Walmart pays pretty much everyone the same. It's yeah, probably yeah. There's in, certain companies that are better. So I'm guessing once you get real high up in the world, like at a law firm, that game, you're just more likely to make a lot more, less money, no matter what you do, just by virtue of being gay. Yeah. So it says, um, it also reasons that the incentive to move into self-employment because of that will be greater in that context where gay men are most disadvantaged. However, the lesbian wage advantage relative to heterosexual women off also differs across occupations with less variability. So it says it points to basically gay men working at a firm, making less, being a reason that a gay man would start their own firm because they don't want to just sit back and watch themselves make less money. Yeah. They want to try and make just as much money as and other people. And they deserve that. Um, blah, 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 blah. U.S. General Social Survey found that gay and bisexual men earned up to 27% less than heterosexual men. Like, in general. That's such That's, a huge gap. Imagine 30% of your income and taking away 30% of it. And okay, that's the that average. That would be like nothing. <laughs> I wouldn't pay my bills. <laughs> if I took away 30% of my money now. Yeah. Actually, I should add 30% to my money and demand that wherever I am. Whatever I'm getting paid, I'm, I'm demanding the 30% gay tax. Okay. On that. Do that. Okay. And are they going to tell you no? Probably what are they going to do? Not. Probably Lesbians not. and bisexual women had earnings that were statistically indistinguishable from heterosexual women, despite <laughs> the fact that lesbian, strictly women, did make more than heterosexual women. Subsequent studies have generally found that gay men earn less and lesbians earn more than their heterosexual counterparts. Okay. Got it. Um, blah, 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 blah. Residual wage gaps for gay men are often interpreted as taste-based discrimination. Like we said, that is customers and or employers prefer not to interact with gay men. <laughs> That color is so 2005. It says that <laughs> argument is used to explain sexual minorities' higher levels of education. That is, they perceive occupations requiring higher levels of education as more tolerant. It says gay people don't get educated because they just want to be smarter. They see other smart people as more tolerant. So they want to be in those environments. Okay. So like, even if a gay man wanted to work in construction or something, they might still choose something a little more cerebral because it's a safer place. And historically, one of the I mean, only that makes sense. Uh, historically, one of the only ways gay men could be open about their sexual orientation is if they were self-employed. Otherwise, you get fired. Self-employment may have been a protective. And that fit. wasn't that long ago. Not that either. long ago. This is we're talking about the eighties and nineties. Literally, that's it's not like this is like prehistoric. Like yeah. like this was this. Is, <laughs> Yeah. Self-employment may have been a protective strategy for men who decided to live openly gay lives or who feared discrimination and harassment. Research on lesbians focused more on sex-type discrimination experienced by all women. It has been argued that never married lesbians are more likely to behave like men in the labor market. <laughs> that is, invest large Me? amounts of time in their education and their career. Okay. Me? And so that's the end of that article. Literally doing nothing so, but trying to work out my business. My business, my fitness, and my... I thought that was really education. interesting. Basically all the ways that the gay reasoning... The gay reasoning. Yeah, the gay reasoning. To start your own business just does not intersect with straight people's reasonings for starting their own business. Like, gay people have entirely different motivations for starting their own business. Obviously, gay people have regular motivations, too. Like, I want to work for myself. I really I want, want to make make something money, myself. I want to like, make money. There's more, like, undercurrent But there's also these stuff. subconscious reasons. Yeah. Like, I want to not feel ever like unsafe in my workplace. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to never have to worry about this. It's interesting because... If I really look at it, you know, I have felt 
and I don't know if it's so much for me coming across as being queer because of the fact that I've almost always been in a hetero relationship with a male, so <laughs> I've had to remind people that I'm gay 24-7. Yeah. Although it's, I think, pretty obvious. But anyways, <laughs> um, I still remind people all the time. So I don't think that maybe it's coming from being gay as much as it is from being a woman. And I feel like I have never been taken seriously. And even with the best of bosses that I have that have said or tried, it's still bare minimum of trying to... Um, I had to fight for equality and pay. I had to, f for bare, bare minimum equality in getting paid the same, when sometimes I would do more work or put in more hours or more effort, and I had to fight to get paid the same amount as... As a man. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like mm, a little bit like controversial, like not controversial, it's a little bit hairy, scary, because there were really wonderful things um, and benefits. I try not to talk about previous employment, but like there literally was situations in which I worked, made a certain amount per hour, was doing the exact same thing that George was hired on to do part-time for like a week because um, we needed extra help. And he was paid on for $4 an hour more than me. And we would work and do the same exact thing, and he would get paid $4 an hour more. And I, and they literally did not bat it. And I had been there for years. Mm -hmm. And just because he had more knowledge or skill set on what he was being hired in to do, even though I worked there and I had to tell him, like, you have to go here now and do this and, you know, whatever, $4 an hour more. And at the end of the day, it was really nice because a woman who was employed there did try and help even that at the end of the day. Um, and she did tell me, like, this is not fair. Um, I will do my best to try and equal it out. But it was not my actual employers did, that did that, if that makes sense. Like, just even, like, that is just crazy to me. That, that is. is we were doing the same exact thing. And... Not only that, when George would get off the clock, I would remain on the clock for like 10 more hours and do the same thing for $4 less than what that he was being paid in for. Like that? Right. So why wouldn't I be like, fuck you guys. I'm going to work for my myself. Yeah. When like, in, even in the best case scenario, feeling like I have people or I'm working for employers that want to help me or feel like they say things and they... You know, they do mm -hmm. things that make you feel like you're, it's inclusive. But then at the end of the day, when you're looking at your fucking paycheck going like, wait, why? <laughs> wait, why? Well, like, why though? It's, yeah. So that happened to me multiple times. Not getting taken seriously or not being paid or, you know, why wouldn't I want to start my own business and have control of it? And yeah. Not saying that it's easy and not saying that it's for everyone because I, I truly believe that it's not. Uh, but for me, I was like, I'm taking my fucking biconic ass and starting my own business because fuck this shit. Like, yeah. Also, there was a lot of other reasons, but mm -hmm. I love what I do. But like, that is crazy. And firsthand, like, I had to like literally cry and like beg and plead to get Punch. paid. 
a decent wage that I was told that I was going to get paid when I started and it was four years in and I was still making the same thing and everyone else was Yikes. yeah it was yeah it was so anyway so we're gonna flip the script here a bit okay I'm just saying like firsthand I have ex like you have a real experience real with experience that. with that and basically I found a quiz it ties more to the second article but we're not gonna get to that today okay and this quiz is are you succeeding in life probably not <laughs> what is your age I'm 31 years old perfect what is your relationship status? Here are your options. No relationship. Divorced. Divorced. Boy or girlfriend. Engaged to be married. Married. I'd this one's married. tough for you. Yeah, this one is tough for me. <laughs> um, we're not legal. George and I are not legally married. Uh, we, emotionally. We are emotionally married and I don't really need or care about that. So If you are in a relationship currently, how is it going? Incredible. One, going well. Two, going poorly. Three, it has its ups and downs. <laughs> no, it's going well. It's going, going well. very well. What's your education status? Not in school, college degree. Not in school, high school degree. Not in school, no degree. <laughs> in school currently, or I am currently training. Not in school, uh, high school degree? Well, I'm currently kind of in, not in training, but I am in. But it says vocational training program. Um, sure, whatever. Pick whatever you want. You want. You want I don't vocational know. Training? I literally have already forgotten the options, so. If you were in school or when you were in school, how are or were your grades? Great, good, average, below average, or poor? Um, I would say below great. So good. good. I had like A's and B's and maybe one C every now and again. What do you know about investing your money? One, nothing. Two, I know some about investing, but I don't invest. Three, I know some about investing and I have a retirement fund. Four, I know about investing and I have a portfolio. Or five, I know a lot about investing and I have a strong portfolio. Um, what was the second one? I know something about investing, but I don't invest. Hmm. I think it's talking about like stocks and bonds here. Yeah. I would say that one then. You know some about it, but you don't invest yet. Yeah, but there's other things. Okay, yeah, that's a little. That one's kind of a gray area because there's things that. What? Do you have any athletic talents? One, I'm athletic but not talented. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Two, yes, I'm athletic and can play a good game of a sport. Three, I'm somewhat athletic and have decent talents. Four, I'm not very athletic, but I make an effort. Five, I'm not athletic, period. Wait, it doesn't have any option of I'm athletic and I'm incredible? It, it says, only is assuming that... No, it says, yes, I'm athletic and I can play a good game of something. That one. I am very athletic. I would say I'm athletic, but not so talented. You... <laughs> Ten. Sure. <laughs> what, what is your living situation? You rent. I'll answer that one for you. Thank you. Eleven. How often do you get to appreciate the finer things in life? Like traveling, fine wine, going to Broadway productions? Never, too often, sometimes regularly. I would say regularly. Regularly. I am very very blessed and I make it a point to enjoy the finer things in life. <laughs> I didn't read through these questions first, so they're making that. Okay. It says, what kind of occupation do you have? One, manual labor. <laughs> Me. Sometimes it feels like two fast food telephone operator three entry level with potential to advance <laughs> uh, four full time with decent pay uh, five full time with great pay six well established doctor 
This doesn't leave an option for you being self-employed. What? I would say you're full-time full with decent with pay. Decent pay. That's what I was going to say. Like, that was the closest one. How much, how in debt are you currently not counting your mortgage or your school loans? That's such a random question. I'm Can gonna... I just see, like, the computer so we're not, because, like, I really, I, I, I'm not afraid to, but I feel like I should probably... Um. Oh, okay. There is an option for more than fifty grand. Oh yeah, no. Hold on, let me see. Um. I would just say emotionally, you're in no debt. No, I mean, <laughs> I still have student debt. Fourteen. How many people would say love you? I. I gotta go, guys. <laughs> I gotta fucking go. I gotta go. <laughs> Oh no, I I just saw that question for myself and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here are the answers. Here are the options. One, Your gay co-host, podcast co-host. So option one, zero people would say they love you. Option two, one person would say they love you. Three is several, four is many, and five is dozens. Obviously, for me, it's more like dozens. Okay. <laughs> Do you even know dozens of people? Yeah, intimately. Intimately. Um, I'd say several for you. Or many. Because um, you keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Oh. No, I keep my enemies... <laughs> I literally... I throw them away. Um, <laughs> I would say... What? What? Say it again? Zero? No. One. No. Several. Okay. Many. Dozens. I would say several's pretty good. I have a lot of really wonderful, nourishing, and intimate friendships, and... I'm caught between one and several. (laughs) How many people tell you they love you in a week? In a week? Yeah. One. Okay. In a week? But in a month? In a week? I think I might... In a month, it's several. That's nice. (laughs) I would say in a week it's several, and in a month it's many. Is, is that not what I said? No. You're like <laughs> one step down from that. Do you want me to tell you I love you more? I feel like you don't. No. Okay. I feel that. Maybe that's why, is because you don't want to be Oh, yeah. Sent. I don't respond to it. Yeah. So when I'm told I'm loved, I love that. You like, love I that? Really, yeah, because I want to know who loves me, and I want to tell them I love them. Like, that is so sweet. I How many languages can you speak? Oh, we are running out of time. Oh. What? How many languages can you speak? One. One. I can understand some of little of like multiple. I can understand some sign language and things, but I can't speak. How would you describe your circle of friends? One, large, loyal, and strong. Two, large and loose. (laughs) (laughs) Me. Three, small, loyal, and strong. Four, small and loose. Oh, that's really hard to Wait, say. Wait, large, loyal, and strong. Large and loose. Well, not the loose one. So it's either large and loyal or small and loyal. And like, I feel like, I don't know. Because well, obviously small and large like, depends on the person. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of really wonderful, but is that a lot? I would, we'll just say small. Small, loyal, Because I don't know what small or large is to most people. And I grew up my whole life thinking I had a small. I would small. put small and loose. 
What? No. Oh, for you? For me. Okay, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> How would you rate your appearance? Beautiful. Yeah. Above average. Average. Below average. Ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 10, baby. I'm beautiful. Beautiful. 18. Are you well on your way to achieving your goals? One, yes, I've already achieved them. Two, yes, I'm on my way. Three, no, I'm headed in the right direction. Four, no, I have work to do. Five, goals? Mm, I want to say yes, I've achieved them, but that's so hard because I'm li as soon as I achieve a goal, I immediately set 10 So more. yes, you're on your way. I would say I'm on my way and I'll always just be on my way because as soon as I achieve something, I forget about that goal and I start 10 more. 19. How far have you traveled? One, a few towns over. Two, a few states over. Three, to another region of the continent. Four, to another continent. Five, to the other side of the world. To another continent. To another continent. 20. How do you spend your weekends? There's no options. Is it an essay portion? You just this is the looked essay portion. at me for the answers. Sorry, I forgot you couldn't see it. <laughs> One, working. <laughs> Two, with friends and family. Three, sleeping in and lazing. Four, strung out on drugs and alcohol. Okay. I guess you, I would is say. Is that you, it? That's it. That's well, a very limited amount of options. And why can't I have, can you select more than one option? Let me check. No, just one. Okay. Well, sometimes I'm working. Sometimes I'm with friends and family. Uh, we'll say the weekends are for friends and family and I do work during the week, but sometimes it's flippy flop. 21. Do you feel self-actualized? Yes. Somewhat. Just a smidgen. <laughs> no. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Immediately at first I was like, huh? <laughs> we'll, but, put, we'll put, we'll huh? No, no. Uh, you gotta go with your gut reaction for these no, quizzes. No, because you're literally, this is the longest quiz ever. I didn't realize there was gonna be so many questions. Okay, it was the first one, yes. Yes. 22, are you charitable? Yes, a little bit, no. Yeah, I am. 23, what's your worst addiction? It's a strong word, but one, caffeine, two, alcohol, three, drugs, four, internet, five, food, six, hobby or sports. Mm, internet. I feel that. 24. What is the best thing you write? Poetry. <laughs> short, short stories, novels, letters or emails, your blog entries or nothing. Okay. That was really quick. Do it again. Poetry. Okay. Short stories. Okay. Novels. Okay. <laughs> Four, letters or emails. Five, uh, blog entries or six, nothing. Ugh, I don't like that. I consider like writing on Instagram a blog entry though. I know. I don't like the way I do it though. I don't think I'm good at it. I honestly think, think I'm thing? better at like short stories. And I don't, it's not like I write short stories. It's just if I had to like judge my skill level on You'd all say of those, short stories. I would say I probably am better at it. Like I write emails a lot. But that doesn't mean I'm good at them. And anyone who's received an email from me would know that I'm not so good at the types. Okay, two more questions. Yeah. Then we'll be at 430 and it'll be perfect. One okay, hour. one. About 25. One. Out of the following things, how many are you capable of? So keep a tally in your mind. Sit. It's not time yet. Don't. We're almost done, Phoebe. How many of these things are you capable of? Cooking. Playing a musical instrument. Historical or geographical trivia? I used to think I was really bad at that, but I've done a lot of trivia recently, and apparently I know a lot more than I thought. So, so I'm not going to count it, 
But like I you feel, feel a little bit more confident than I have in the recent Computers. Past. Yes. Handcrafts. Drawing and painting. Hosting a party. Six. I would say six. I would say I would not technically count the One last question. Which is so typical, Gemini. So typical. It's like I'm really good at everything. Do so you nice. feel like a winner or a loser? <laughs> <laughs> Option one is winner, two is loser. I'm a winner. And what about you? Loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you succeed at life 73% of the time. Oh, cute. You are quite a success. Things are going your way. Congratulations. You are outperforming many who have taken this quiz, and yet there's still little room for improvement. If medals were given out, you'd receive silver, but go for gold. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> You know what I mean? Thank you so much to GoToQuiz.com for giving us that terrible quiz. What do you think you would have gotten? So you succeed at life 33% of the time. <laughs> Wait, you that's you took the same quiz? No, I feel like oh. if I did take it, that's what yeah, I would have gotten. Yeah, 33 Maybe, but I'm like real... I feel like you would get at least a 45. Maybe. I overcompensate on these quizzes and underestimate myself because I don't want to overestimate. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. Well, you know who doesn't overestimate in our abilities to succeed? Or maybe our, they do. <laughs> they do. Our supporters. supporters. Thank you so much to these beautiful people who contribute to the podcast each and every month. And we just really, really appreciate you listening and wanting to support us. And it's almost been three fucking years of this podcast. So thank you so much to Julie C., Anna M, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Teresa D, Dominic B, Melanie W, Catherine L, Jesse D, David B, and Karen, not that Karen, R. Thank you guys Thank so you guys. much, guys, gals, and in-betweens for contributing to this podcast. If you listen to this podcast and you would like to contribute to us financially, you can go to anchor.fm slash speaking of which and click the support button. You can support for a dollar a month, $5 a month, even $10 a month, and you can cancel at any time. So even if you just want to send us a little thank you tip once a month and then cancel, that is totally fine. If you don't want to or can't uh, donate or support financially, that is okay too. But if you want to help us in some other way, it always helps if you share this podcast with a friend or on another social media platform like Instagram or Facebook and also going and rating our podcast five stars only uh, also helps us get up to the top of the algorithm of spiritual, witchy, fun, comedy, whatever you would call it. Someone this should podcast. write this podcast gave me gay DHD. Yeah. Five stars. And I, it made me want to move out of the gayborhood. <laughs> It's a terrible day in the neighborhood. It's a terrible day in the neighborhood. Uh, the last thing I want to say is we have made a uh, speaking of which podcast Instagram account where it's just fun. We really we used to have a Discord. We still have it technically, but um, it really has lost a lot of energy and. Yeah, we couldn't post any more of the episodes in there and stuff. So it's still there if you want to go back and. Uh, utilize it and see what people were talking about each and every podcast episode. Um, it's still there, but it's not as active. And I think not as bumping as the Instagram. Yeah, like I feel like the Instagram is fun. Um, we'll be posting on our story funny memes and pictures and reels. It's just our kind of like another garbage place for us to put our faces on the internet because that's what you all ask for, I'm sure. 
So if you want to DM us on there, a lot of people were commenting on last week's episode where we did the 50 states in five minutes challenge. Um, a lot of people were telling us that they were doing it. Somebody got 47 states. Um, and then they realized someone actually did it and they commented on the post and was like, and then I realized DC was not a state. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had actually done like missed Alabama or something like that. Um, and then Katie Flowers. Hey, Katie. She did it. She did it. And she got almost as many as you did. And she was in fucking Australia. (laughs) 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 So. Wait, did she take it in real time with me during the podcast? Um, I don't know, but I know that she did, um, she did do it, like, regular, like, she timed herself and stuff, but what I want to do, because Katie, uh, actually asked really quick, um, if we would try to get the Australian states, because there's only, How many are there? Uh, eight, seven, eight, eight. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, okay, I got this. Okay. Queensland. Oh my god, okay. Um, Victoria. Yes! Um, Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Queensland, Victoria, Mora, it's one such as an M, like Morant, mm-hmm. Mauritania. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, kangaroo. Kangaroo. Kangaroomanisms. I, that's I only know two: Victoria and Queensland. Okay. What are the rest? So hopefully, if I'm looking at this correctly, um, there is. Oh wait, oh wait, that's from 1927. That's not correct. Uh-oh. What if I only know a map from the 20s for some reason? <laughs> um, it looks like, and if I'm incorrect, that's fair. Uh, West, Austra- Western Australia. That's a real state, Western Australia. Correct. Northern Territory. Oh my God. South Australia. No. <laughs> Those are the ones I missed. Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, and Tasmania. Oh, okay. Apparently. If I've looked this up right. I also correct. don't know how to read an Australian map, so I... You know what's so crazy from talking with Katie Flowers? It really does seem like the weather and the the geography of Australia is literally like if you take the equator and you like take the United States and you flip it on the equator so that like Florida would still be closest to the equator or like mm. Texas or whatever. You flip it the other way. Um, that is along the lines of how Where it Australia feels is. like Australia and yeah it's just kind of crazy because if you actually do look at australia it sort of does look like the u.s the united states but like flipped and flipped do you know what i mean it does like this would and be squish Maine, flip flipped and squished and like if this was like maybe florida, florida or like whatever everyone yeah. look at a map of australia and see if you can see this or maybe you're from australia and in that case maybe look at a map of the u.s i just think <laughs> it was fucking hilarious because katie was like yeah i did it and i got like she got like i got two states but who the hell knew there was a western australia Again, this could be completely <clears throat> wrong that I'm looking at, but all of these seem I can't believe I forgot Tasmania, because I knew that one. Oh, sure you did. Okay. 
Ugh, it's just like Alabama all over again. Yeah, okay. I love that for you. Anyways, hopefully I didn't just get that wrong and we look stupid, but I, like when you look That at looks it, real. They're all the same. Yeah, this looks legit. Especially because it's from portlandflag.org, so it's it has gotta be to be legit. Right. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode. Next week will be our three-year podcast anniversary, so be sure to tune in because we're probably doing something extremely average. We love you so much. Bye. Bye.